Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Galit Speaks podcast. Um, I have one of my favorite people on today, Sarah Romulo. She is a certified precision nutrition L1 and fitness coach, as well as founder of Grace and Grit, a coaching program that helps individuals transform their nutrition and create real lasting changes to their health and wellness. After suffering from fatigue, weight gain, brain fog, and bloating from IBS and hypothyroidism for years, Sarah worked alongside her functional practitioner to heal her gut, lose weight, and uncover her healthiest self through anti-inflammatory nutrition and lifestyle strategies. Sarah created Grace and Grit to help clients go deep and get to the root of what's keeping them stuck from feeling their best, whether it's stress, nutrition or lifestyle choices, and then help them flip the script on it all. Sarah is super passionate about coaching individuals through their self-doubt, empowering them with the tools to create a healthy and energetic lifestyle. She's also super passionate about the anti-inflammatory lifestyle, results without dieting, taking care of you first, and helping clients live their best, most aligned life. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, I'm excited for today's episode because I think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with and just kind of ignore for a really, really long time, right? We just get so used to like our stomach hurting or feeling bloating or feeling bloated or just not feeling great. And we just think that like, as we get older, oh, that's just what happens. Right. It becomes like your new normal and like, it's just something you have to deal with because it's become so out of reach what it feels like to actually have energy, to eat food and not get digestive symptoms after and just kind of have some excitement to be active or get up and go. So yeah, it, it, it does become something that you just settle on and it doesn't really have to be that way. Yeah. I remember when we first started working together and um, I remember still that one of the first things that you said to me when I kind of told you everything that I was eating, um, you were like, aren't you tired? Yeah. (laughs) Aren't you exhausted all the time? And I was like, um, Yeah, but I just thought that was completely normal and like all adults are exhausted all the time. Right. And especially when you're going, going, going and you're like, you are a major powerhouse. You have all these things going on in your business. You're helping so many people on top of business, right? So it becomes really draining. So between how we're fueling ourselves, how much water we're drinking, if we're moving or even like if we might have a fitness routine, but then the remainder of the day, we're just parked in front of our computer, you know, those things all add up and lead to a lot of exhaustion, mental health issues. Um, and just our systems are not running efficiently. Yeah. So, and it's funny because when I own the gym, Chris and I owned a gym in Rockaway beach for 10 years. And I mean, from, for a lot of that time, I wasn't able to really practice what I preached, you know, because I was a businesswoman and I was so set on making the gym successful and helping other people that I kind of just said, oh, you know, I'll do it later. I'll take care of myself later. And then it just became normal to me. My own, the only time I would really move was if I was training somebody or, you know, teaching a class or something like that. I never had my time to do my own things. And that was my choice. Nobody made me do that. But, you know, I just think we just fall into that a lot of times and it's hard to get out of. Sometimes it takes a really tough situation to get yourself out of it. And for me, I I had um, thyroid disease, but it took a couple of really bad episodes for me to stop and say, oh, Sarah, like, you matter. You need to take care of yourself. You can change the way you feel. 
which was kind of hard to believe that I could change the way I feel, but it, it really was possible. And that all happened within the last two years, actually. Yeah. So basically in the time since you moved away from the gym and yeah, started this new avenue of your business. Right. So it kind of took a big, crazy change where, you know, we closed the gym down in 2020 due to the pandemic. We were unable to keep it open anymore. Um, and life just kind of fell apart. You know, I we moved to be closer to my family to help take care of my parents who are a lot older. Um, and I, both of us just stopped sleeping. We couldn't sleep because we were so stressed out and worried. I mean, it really started when the pandemic started. I, I was so worried about just the world, what is happening, what is going to become of us as a society. Just all of these things were popping into my head. And plus living in Rockaway, as you know, I mean, so many people died in Rockaway. So that, I mean, just hearing sirens 24 hours a day, I, I, would, I was so triggered anytime I would hear a siren, I would just, get incredible anxiety. Um, and I was, you know, losing the gym, which is something we built for 10 plus years. And that was really traumatic too. So when we moved out here to New Jersey, yeah, we weren't sleeping. I was just working so hard to try to rebuild some sort of business. Um, so I was worried about business, finances, um, family, getting sick, getting my parents sick who are elderly, you know, all these things were just um, really overwhelming. And I think my health just really took a turn for the worse. Um, I was just, my stomach was extended, distended to probably six months pregnant on a daily basis. I had horrible pain in my stomach, gastritis. Um, I was so foggy and confused all the time. I had no energy, of course, because I wasn't sleeping and then everything else that was going on. I was really iron deficient. My body wasn't absorbing nutrients um, through my gut because my gut health was so shot. And, you know, I was depressed so and anxious. So that was... The, the bulk of what was going on, but then my back started flaring up and I had terrible, um, I had I have herniated discs in my lower back and they were flaring up where I was laid, like laid up on my couch in hysterics, like in so much pain for a week at a time. That happened to me three different occasions. Wow. And I think on the last one, I just, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I don't feel like I can be a good mom. I don't feel like I can have a healthy relationship uh, with my husband because I'm just so depressed and feeling terrible. And so I finally went to see a functional doctor. At the same time, I was getting my nutrition certification. So I was learning a lot on my own about what was going on in my body. Yeah. Um, went to see my regular um, doctors and you know they're great. I have thyroid disease and they were adjusting my medications and things which I'm all for when you need to take medi medication you know, let diet and lifestyle be um, like partner up with the medication that you need, right? I wasn't trying to replace it, but I, um, my gastro was, my gastro doctor was just, she was wanting to give me more antibiotics for something she thought was going on. And she thought I had SIBO, which is uh, bacterial overgrowth in your small intestine. Okay. And then I went and I would need to take $1,200 worth of antibiotics in order to clear out all of the bacteria, good and bad, in my gut and start rebuilding from there. And she really just, wow. again, I'm not criticizing her. It's just, it was a traditional thing that she, I didn't really get a lot of information about, you know, how this would affect me and how long it would take to rebuild and all these things. And so I finally said, you know what? I'd rather invest that money in a functional um, practitioner that is going to help me kind of really get to the root of the problem instead of just taking this medication and hoping it works to rebuild. So, and actually, I mean, it's funny because antibiotics usually wreck your gut and that's what I do. Lots of problems. Um, and now I was supposed to take this one to just clear everything out. So I just couldn't really wrap my head around it. So I ended up, 
going to see this functional doctor and we work together and I still, of course, am on my um, thyroid medication, but my health improved dramatically. So I really felt like uh, we worked well together to restore my gut health. So I was able to, you know, gain all the nutrients from the food I was eating because I was still eating well before that. I was just under so much stress and pressure. I think it was just the perfect storm that made everything uh, go crazy. And we did that and I just, you know, I lost weight, which I wasn't necessarily in it to lose weight, but hey, I became super, my body composition changed dramatically. Um, I had energy to like get up, get my day going, feel well. I didn't have brain fog anymore. You know, I was connecting in my relationships better. So everything was sort of just meshing well once I took that step. Yeah. And, yeah. That's kind of my story. That's what, like, we we forget sometimes how much of our entire life is affected by the way that we feel. Like, yeah. it is not just how we look. It is not just, you know, how we eat. It's everything, yes. right? It's how we talk to our partner. It's how we get work done it's you know like if if one thing is going wrong or a few things are going wrong especially in your gut it just throws everything else off right so Shane's uh, this is so urgent in her life to know about so I, i'm glad you're listening in shane hi shane i'm so glad you're here too you can definitely chat after this and see what's going on with you um, but yeah, it really took that prioritizing myself and just not putting everybody else first and not feeling guilty as a mom to say, like, okay, I really need to take this time for myself. I, I can't help you with this right now. I need to take care of it. And it felt kind of bad in the beginning, but then, you know, everybody, Chris was super, my husband was super supportive. Gio was supportive. He learned, you know, he says, I hope I don't get your problems when I'm older. <laughs> he wants to be able to eat everything because you know he sees that I am very selective about what I eat because I want to feel well. You know, I, I yeah. want to have energy. I want to have good gut health. I want to eliminate um, all this inflammation in my body so I can live a long, healthy life. So he's starting to get it. But that's what I really when I talk to people um, and go over their goals with them. It's like, yes, it's understandable to you know, have weight loss goals depending on what's going on. But it's like when we just put all of our focus on the weight loss, it makes it really difficult to actually achieve the weight loss. But when we put our focus on health and really living and having our best quality of life and wanting to like be as healthy as we can be for as long as we can, you know, yeah. and not be really dealing with so many um, nagging pains and serious illnesses when we're older. That's all I can hope for. I would take back the 20 pounds that I lost since I've improved my health if it meant I would just still live this healthy, strong life for the rest of my life. You know, it's it's not. So it's really true, like focusing on health first, then weight loss really does become a byproduct of that. And that's what I try to explain to people. And sometimes they just are not buying it. They're like, no, I have to count the calories or I have to eat, you know, restrict or eat this 1200 calorie diary diet just for a couple months, just to get myself back into it. Or I just have to do this juice cleanse just to get back into it or cabbage soup or whatever it is, you know, diet. Yeah. The only thing you want to focus on is just something you can do for the rest of your life. Yeah. New Year's resolutions are for the birds. You know, like if you say in 2023, this is what I want to achieve. And like you have this vision for yourself. That is awesome. But just saying like, I need to lose 20 pounds, you know, by March 1st or whatever it is. It's just like, why do you need to lose the 20 pounds? What's really behind that? Let's go there. Let's figure out how you want to feel, how you want to like really feel internally. And then we can talk about the 20 pounds. 
Yeah. So can you explain to people a little bit about the gut and, you know, what it's involved in and why it's so important to have a healthy gut? Yeah. I mean, without a um, healthy gut, you are unable to process all of the nutrients that come into your body. So what I had and what many people have with autoimmune disease is called leaky gut. And it's uh, basically um, food is getting through your intestines and going into your body and your body is your immune system believes that this is some kind of foreign invader, this food is coming out. And that's when you get these sort of reactions and bloating and gas a lot of times distended stomach, it's because your body is becoming inflamed and it's trying to protect you from the food that's escaping. Um, so in order to build a healthy gut, it is important to eat like fiber rich foods that actually feed the bacteria, the bacteria in your gut. There's a balance of good and bacteria, good and bad bacteria in your gut. So you want to make sure that you're keeping that in balance and feeding um, prebiotics like garlic and artichokes and asparagus and things like that, that feed all that bacteria and lead to um, different um, compounds and gases that are released. And then those take care of the inflammation in your body. So um, without healthy gut, without good gut health, you can also suffer from like anxiety and depression. So there is a relationship between, you know, you say, I have this feeling in my gut when you're not sure what's going on. Uh, like when you're trying to make a decision and you don't feel right about it, it's, there is a connect a connection between your gut and your brain. So um, just in general too, if your body is not taking in, not able to take in all of the nutrients into the cells to be um, running efficiently, your metabolism is going to be off, your thyroid is going to be off. So there's so many reasons that you really want to pay attention to your gut health as well as for your immune health. You know, so much of our immunity is coming through our gut and as well as being able to sleep and having uh, serotonin is produced in your gut. And when you don't have serotonin, you are not able to produce melatonin and get good, good rest. So there are so many um, reasons for health and less about just calories and, you know, macros, for example. Yeah, I had no idea that um, your gut was a factor in melatonin production. And it, I mean, it makes sense. Right. And the, the tricky thing is, if you aren't getting good sleep, that affects your gut. And if your gut health is off, you're not going to get good sleep. So it's like kind of this vicious cycle. So you really want to focus on both things, like do, taking the steps to get better sleep. Um, I don't know if we talked about that last time when we were, we did a little bit because yeah, we I did talking about these glasses that I have to take off because it's like reflecting the screen, but my blue light blocker glasses. So the whole thing is after the sun goes down, you know, your body wants to start powering down too, which is challenging for people that have nighttime jobs or are just kind of night owls. But I don't know if you've noticed, but when you watch a movie or you're, you know, on your screens, it's very hard for you to kind of settle down after that. Or sometimes you might be able to fall asleep, but then you're waking up all night long. Yeah. So powering down and doing things to get a little bit more relaxed. The funny thing about these glasses is they, you know, they're blue light blockers. I've heard, you know, that they're effective and that they're not you know, so it could go either way, right? But I think beyond the blue light blockers um, is thinking about what are you taking in before you go to sleep and the few hours before you go to sleep. So regardless if you have these glasses on or not, if you're watching action movies or if you're watching the news and it's really kind of, I mean, when is the news really uplifting, right? So um, 
or if you're watching, if you're like my 86-year-old mom and you're watching um, FBU Special Victims Unit before bed, you're probably not going to sleep that well, right? Um, if you're working on your laptop at night, um, if you're just kind of scrolling on your phone to pass time, that makes it really hard to settle down. So that's one thing that I definitely recommend is one to two hours before going to sleep, getting off technology as much as possible, taking up some kind of new habit, like something that's kind of you can zone out with and relax, like maybe coloring, drawing, uh, if you're creative, or maybe you're not creative, but you want to tap into that. Adult coloring books are great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. And like uh, taking up something like macrame or knitting, crocheting, something like that, that you can get into kind of like this other zone where you're not really taking in things around you. That's a great option. Reading obviously is always standard, but reading something, because I, I had a client who would tell me, yeah, I read before bed, but I just, I can't sleep at night. So I asked her, what are you reading? And she, she's reading murder mysteries. I'm like, well, you might want to change that. I don't know. Let's go for a beach read. Um, <laughs> that's what I totally had to take up during COVID because I'm in bed reading nutrition books at night. And, and then I'm waking up all night long thinking about business and like, all these things with my health. I'm like, well, this is probably not a good idea. So I switched over to like trusty, easy beach reads, you know, yeah. so like good, good old guilty pleasure. And I sleep a lot better doing that. So taking a, actually a warm shower um, kind of cools your body temperature down because um, you want to be cooler when you're sleeping, having your room at no higher than 68 degrees. So you're not too warm at night. Um, you don't wanna to be too cold either, right? So you have to find that perfect perfect spot, Goldilocks. Um, you know, if you're sensitive to light, keeping light turned off, you know, or your lights down low, and then also blocking out as much light coming in from the outdoors as possible. And the big one that I want to share, I think we talked about this last time. Did we talk about snoring last time? Uh, oh, don't you snore? I snore, yeah. Yes. So maybe you share this with your partner if you haven't. So Chris snores, and he doesn't even snore that loud. It's just that if I'm not having a good period of sleeping, which once you wake up for a few nights in a row, then it you kind of your body gets into that pattern a little bit, and it makes it hard to get out of it. So sometimes I'll wake up even if he's doing some heavy breathing and not even some like he doesn't do hardcore snoring. Um, having a sound machine placed on the side of the room where the partner that snores is, is very helpful. Instead of keeping it, because in the beginning I had it on my side, but then I would still hear him on the other side of me snoring. Then I moved it to his side and it kind of drowned out his snoring more. So that has been helpful to a lot of people. And my last tip on sleeping is, um, you know, obviously a lot of people can't stop thinking, turn their brain off from work and thinking about all the, I'm sure you relate to this, thinking about all the things they have to do or they forgot to do or what they need to do tomorrow. Now, I don't love making a list in bed about what I need to do tomorrow because it's still going to be floating around in my head. So what I suggest is like at the end of your work day, like busting open your notes section on your computer, or if you like pen and paper um, and your notepad, just writing down everything that, you know, if you want to write down what you got done, what you accomplished in one column, what's outstanding and needs to be done tomorrow, and then what needs to be done like after that, that's not a rush. But really having that organized in your head, knowing what you've done, knowing what is like a priority for the next day and then knowing what is coming, you know, down the road is a really good way to just turn it off and just be done with it until the next morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I thought about that, making like lists and having a pen and paper by my bed. And it always felt like, oh, now this is extra work that I'm giving yeah. myself. Right. 
or just like it's there with you in the room. And what I suggest is if possible, because a lot of people were working from home and still are, um, if possible, just don't have any remnants of work in your room. Make your room just a place for sleep and intimacy. So there is no trace of work stuff in there. So if you're making a list in your bed before you go to sleep, that's kind of bringing that all into the bedroom with you. So that's why I like doing it at the end of the day when I'm done with my work. Um, and that's what I recommend to people that are very list or, or like have a lot of stuff floating around in their head. Just get that done before the end of your day is over. So then you can be done with it and just be present in everything else that you want to do after that. Yeah. So sleep is super important for gut health. What else is really important for gut health? Well, I mean, I actually just created this whole um, anti-inflammatory reset guide that's free that I want to get to you guys. Um, if I, We'll talk about that at the end. But anyway, um, it's, you know, I like really, I really do like to preach the 80-20 lifestyle so that we're not becoming obsessed with like all clean eating and, you know, you can't ever have ice cream or things that you enjoy, right? That you're just cutting out all the time and never um, like still enjoying some of your basics, right? Yeah. So this guide has, it has the facts of what you want to cut out and why and what you want to add and why. But I always say, unless if you have major health issues, I want you to live an 80-20 lifestyle, right? Because that's the way it can be sustainable and you can stick to something. So what I'm going to say is, is like, keep in mind that I'm, go I'm also preaching, if ice cream doesn't make you feel sick, have a ice cream every once in a while. Or if eating a cookie doesn't make you feel sick, eat a cookie. A lot of that stuff makes me feel terrible when I eat like sugar and, and gluten and so I just don't do it. And I find ways around it to find things that I enjoy um, because I just don't want to feel sick. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, inflammatory oils, a lot of times like vegetable oils and things like that are so processed and we think they're better for us because they say vegetable on, on the cover, you know, but they right. are inflammatory oils. So the oils that you want to go with are Avocado oil is amazing because you can use that also in your air fryer at very high temperatures. Um, it's got a low smoke point, so you're you're good with that. I mean, you 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 won't get a lot of smoke on your food if you use that. So you're good there. Um, coconut oil uh, is amazing. It's still a saturated fat, so you do not want to eat a ton of it. But apparently from the studies that have come out, it does help to raise your good cholesterol, which in turn helps to lower your bad cholesterol. So um, that is a great one to integrate into your diet. Every morning I put a tablespoon of coconut oil into my smoothie. I have a smoothie with um, frozen blueberries, banana. Um, I use a really naked pea protein, which is just no flavor, just is a really great dose of protein in the morning. And then I put in a scoop of coconut oil and it's so good. Or uh, I should say a tablespoon. Um, so that's a good one. Obviously extra virgin olive oil is great and full of antioxidants. I was going to ask you about that because recently I ha I am Israeli. So we use like olive oil in yeah. everything, right? Yeah. But recently I learned that you shouldn't be using it in cooking things because it has a, I guess, a, a low smoke point where it like will burn. Yeah, I used to use it all the time with sauteing until I learned that too. So that's why I use coconut oil. I mean, I use um, the highest is avocado oil. So that is your best bet. But, it's, but olive oil, using it on things like cold, you know, that is... Yeah great and great quality olive oil, um, lots of antioxidants. So you definitely don't want to give up on the olive oil. Yeah. I don't know that I could like yeah. that is really salad without olive oil and lemon juice. And that would like not be real. I know. No, you, you need that. I I'm all for like, you know, cultural foods and things. And I mean, you're lucky cause that is a very healthy one. Right. 
So, but I am Italian and yes, we love um, olive oil, but I can't eat a lot of things that I really love, but they literally don't make me feel good. So it's not like I'm going to do it just to say I'm still eating my cultural foods. You know, I am like, I want to feel well. So I work around it and there's so many wonderful foods that you can eat, but um, I do miss my dad's pizza, homemade pizza, and I miss his homemade pasta and ciabatta bread, and he makes homemade biscotti that I absolutely love. So that is a challenge for me. But um, recently I've started cooking for my parents because my mom has diabetes and they both have been having some health issues. So I've been cooking a lot of my anti-inflammatory meals and my mom, she ended up losing. I mean, again, it's about the health but she was very happy that she lost 20 pounds and was wow. like, her doctor was very happy with her and her blood sugar was stabilizing and doing a lot better um, until she got sick and she had to go on a bunch of steroids, which jacked that all up. But, um, but you know, food really is medicine. And, and I, again, I don't suggest ever stopping any medicines that you're taking and you know, it has to be, you have to have a healthcare provider that you really trust that you guys that can respect your desire to heal some things with food and lifestyle as well. Um, but yes, I am so for food healing our bodies. So, and sleep and stress resilience. So yeah, and it's so not the American or Western way to behave because um, we think medicine is medicine and we don't realize that medicine comes from food. Mm. You know, like the original medicines were herbs and plants and, you know, different things that, that people were eating. And then we've just taken it and chemically made that into pill forms for people. And, and I think about this a lot when I think about like my, my mother is that person that is like, I don't want to change anything about my diet. Just give me the pills. Yeah. Yeah. And, like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, a way of thinking that is, is old fashioned and we need to get out of it because it's, it's in, um, it's in the medical industries, the pharmaceuticals industry's best interest to keep us sick. Yeah. Right. Like if you're sick, you are buying more medicine and they are making more money. It is not in their interest to cure you. Right. They'd be out of, out of business there. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it stings. And, and when I went on, I mean, I've been on thyroid medication for a long time, but um, I wasn't feeling better with just medication alone. You know, I really needed to change the way I thought. I needed to change the way I was fueling my body. Although I was eating healthy, you know, what I thought was healthy, I still was not eating what the foods that were really going to help me um, heal my gut and get stronger. Um, I wasn't dealing with stress well at all. So even with the medicine, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to feel better. It did help my thyroid levels, but I didn't feel well. So, yeah. I mean, yay, my thyroid levels were good, but if I can't enjoy life and I just feel miserable, I mean, I can imagine that a lot of mar marriages have been ruined by like People having chronic like diseases that just do not feel well, that cannot, you know, connect mentally, physically, that just are short with their partners all the time, unhappy, depressed, like that really takes a toll on a marriage. And I have to say, like, I give Chris so much credit for like dealing with me and supporting me through that because I was not fun. Yeah. In many ways. So. Yeah, I definitely know when I'm not feeling good. I'm not the best. I'm not the best partner. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling? Are you, have you been experiencing food as medicine in your? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it more and more, um, you know, with, with, uh, so I have POTS. We had spoken about it um, 
for a while and and um, they actually wanted my cardiologist originally wanted to put me on this uh, medicine to kind of control my heart heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but it was the things that I had to do in order to take it were just making me so sick that I just could not do it. Um, I have like naturally low blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And so they told me to eat tons and tons of salt, which at this point, like at that point, I was having like a spoonful of salt just to get my blood pressure up so that I could safely take the medication. And then I would feel I would I took the medication, I think, twice. And I was just like, this is not for me. I can't do it. I just I can't get my blood pressure high enough for me not to pass out when I take this medication. And the two times that I did take it, I felt like I was going to die. I was like, I'm just going to pass out. I can't handle this. Like it was meant, it was basically a medication that would lower my heart rate, but also lower my blood pressure. So I was like forcing my blood pressure to go unnaturally high by just like shoving spoonfuls of salt in my mouth in order to like then bring it down. And I ended up also um, working with a naturopath that got me on a bunch of different supplements and vitamins that have kept my POTS completely under control. And that's not to say that I stopped going to my cardiologist. Because I still go to my cardiologist. I just tell him about what I'm doing with the naturopath and he ended up actually taking my naturopath's information. He's like, I've never seen anyone get it like under control themselves in this short a period of time. Wow. Um, without medication. And I was just like, I I couldn't, you know, like I I find a way to function because I was just, you know, when it when it first started, I was completely non-functional. Yes. Um for for months and until it was diagnosed and until we we found a treatment it was like a year plus you know for me to really get it together and then and now um I'm really working on my nutrition because it's kind of you know with it's crazy to say this but like inflation happened and healthy food is a lot of times more expensive. And I found myself kind of gravitating towards not only things that I could make quickly, but things that were available at a cheaper price. And I just started to not feel great. Yeah. And so, and so now I'm working on that and really kind of revamping um, the way that I eat. I'm also vegan, so it's a little bit different, you know, you know, you think you sometimes you think to yourself like, oh, vegan, so it's healthy because it's made out of plants. Yeah, yeah, but there yeah. are a ton of like super processed vegan foods that you could be eating. Um, right. And so I, I'm really kind of now making a switch. I just started, you'll be really proud of me. I just started like logging what I eat to really make sure that I'm getting the proper nutrients every day and getting enough protein. And I started logging my water intake again. Awesome. Yeah, because I I felt like those things were just kind of slipping. Like I was not paying attention and I just haven't, you know, I wasn't feeling my best. Yeah. And once you get a handle on that, like once you do that, maybe for a month or two and you really see how much protein you're eating and what kind of nutrients you're getting in your food, then you can stop doing that because it's just to give you data, right? Yeah, and you don't, have to exactly. be perfect. you don't have to be perfect with it. You just want to get a general idea of how much protein you're eating or, you know, making sure that you're getting enough carbs and fiber in the food that you're eating. And I'm sure you're getting a lot of fiber. Um, one suggestion, one suggestion I wanted to make is, um, we have very regular grocery stores where I live, like ShopRite and Stop and Shop. And Stop and Shop is out of control, expensive. ShopRite is a little better, but what I found recently, I was in a different area and I went to a Trader Joe's. And for the quality of the organic 
versus, you know, like when you want to buy organic, it, it is so much cheaper than both of those stores. And you're getting such great stuff, like variety of things in that store. I highly recommend, obviously there's plenty of unhealthy things in Trader Joe's or like, you know, pleasures and things like that. But for your basic staples, the fruits and vegetables just seem like very good quality and the pricing is really good. Same thing for like nuts and grains that you're probably looking for and stuff. So anybody listening, if you have a Trader yeah. Joe near you, I definitely would make the trip there because I was just there very recently and I really was impressed with the pricing. So yeah, I do have a Trader Joe's near me and I hardly ever go there. So I probably should because I have around me, I'm on like sort of West Coast right now um, in Arizona and we've got fries and sprouts and Safeway. And I've heard of that. Sprouts is amazing, but so expensive. Like all of the stuff is like great quality. Um, they've got tons of organic stuff. It's just like I've stopped kind I've stopped going there for the most part, except for like a few specific items, just because their pricing is ridiculous. And it's just like skyrocketing. Even in in like the regular supermarket, like fries, um, a big part of my diet used to be. Uh, like frozen vegetables, those steamed vegetables yeah. that were in the, the microwavable steam bag. Um, and I, up until a couple of months ago, I was able to buy them for 88 cents a bag. And now they're $3.50 a bag. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, how am I supposed to eat my veggies and I'm kind of like, you know, now I do a lot of Costco. Yeah. Um, to get, you know, more, more veggies, but they don't have a, a huge variety. So yeah. I'll probably be looking a little bit more at, um, I'll, I'll be looking definitely a little bit more at Trader Joe's. And then I do buy a lot of like the things I, I love microgreens. Mm -hmm. And that I buy from the farmer's market. So oh, there's great. Like a couple of farmer's markets that uh, my husband actually works at uh, a farmer's market oh, nice. twice or three times a week sometimes. So we get like a lot of our produce now. We're just like, if I'm going to be spending this type of money, I'd rather be supporting local, yeah. local farmers and local um makers mm -hmm. rather than rather than store like the big box stores like even i i get my cream cheese at the farmer's market um there there's a awesome woman that makes cashew-based cream cheese and it's so delicious mm -hmm. and i just like knowing that i'm buying it from a person who cares about what is going into the food yeah that makes the difference it really does um, so I think with, that's one area I'm not willing to really budge, like when it comes to this inflation and like, you know, I get bothered by when the gas was so high getting, like trying not to get triggered when I go to the gas station, which I'm sure this is something you probably work on with your clients a lot, you know, not getting into that mindset of just like, oh my God, like doom and gloom, you know, but just trying to keep in mind that everything is temporary. And, but with the food, I don't compromise. Like I might buy a little bit less of something that I used to indulge in before because it's really expensive now, but I truly see food as an area where I don't want to compromise because I think that just really helps me become my best self when even in business, right? If I'm not feeling my body properly, how am I supposed to show up on live videos and be energetic and explain to people what I'm doing, you know, nutrition wise, how am I supposed to jump on a conversation with you if I'm not fueled properly, you know? So mm -hmm. I just think it's all going to level out in, in stuff in the end. But I can I can cut back in other areas except for food, I would say. 
Yeah, it makes sense. And I have to think about it a little bit more like that. Like, it is clear that you can either pay for good food now, or you can pay for medical bills later. Right. And it's kind of just making that shift in mentality of like, no, you really have to be careful about what you put into your body because it makes a huge difference. Right. Absolutely. And like, yeah, instead of taking medicine, you know, I, I had this funny conversation with my brother who is a, he's a, a kidney specialist and he's always going on about his, um, he's very fit. He's very athletic. He's 51, I think. And, you know, we, I, I crack up because he's always talking about his Metamucil. It's like, he's like, <laughs> older gentleman talking about this, but he's like, yeah, I love the Metamucil. I take it every day. And what, and so I'm just thinking, you know, he's a healthy guy. Why does he have to take Metamucil? You know, some, so I, then he starts telling me how he loves his bagel every morning and like, you know, just, or he has a sandwich for lunch. I'm like, you know what, if you ate a little bit more vegetables and a little less like bagel, you probably wouldn't need that Metamucil, bro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's just funny how we, like make up for things in other areas so we can eat. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat a bagel. Enjoy a bagel. Just don't make it your daily routine. If you need to take Metamucil, it's like, that's probably one of your issues there. Have yeah, some one, of, one of the, my favorite things that you introduced me to is yeah. Ezekiel bread. Ooh, yes. I absolutely love it. Mm. Um, I tried to get my mother to love it. <laughs> she does not. Yeah. Um, she does eat Dave's killer bread, which I think is still pretty good, but it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. It's not like sprouted grains, but it's definitely better than what you see like Pepperidge Farm and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So like if I don't eat my Ezekiel bread every single day, I make a sandwich. My morning sandwich is with Ezekiel bread. And if I don't eat it every single day, I yeah. do not feel well. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so Ezekiel bread now makes these Ezekiel like English muffins. I saw them. It still doesn't make me feel great, but you've gotten them. I've gotten them. They're a little dense for me. Okay. I was going to say they're kind of fluffy. Like they're not like an English muffin. that's like kind of flat and like yeah. cranny. Uh, it's like. <laughs> Kind of like fluffy and I make them for my mom because I actually got her into Ezekiel bread and she's like very basic, you know, Pepperidge Farm oatmeal bread or my dad's Italian bread. That's, But she actually got really into it and loves it. So, and I made her those English muffins and she went nuts for them too. Um, Ezekiel muffins, not English muffins. But so yeah. you're not so big on those, huh? Yeah, I just love the bread. Like the bread is my favorite um i go for the the one in the green package the one with the sesame on the outside but i will also in a pinch do the orange package which is just like the regular ezekiel bread with none of the extra yeah. on it but i literally have like i monitor when it goes on sale and stock my freezer so that i have because it, if i don't have it in my morning sandwich i'm just not a person. <laughs> How about sourdough bread? Have you experimented at all with that? So I have actually Trader Joe's has a vegan sourdough bread. Okay. And how is that with your stomach? Um, good. I don't eat a ton of sandwiches. Um, okay. and when I do, I kind of stick with Ezekiel bread because I know that it like makes me yeah. feel good. Yeah. But when I have vegan grilled cheese, which is kind of one of my like guilty pleasures, yeah. um, I have it on sourdough. Mm. I don't know why we call it a guilty pleasure because we shouldn't feel guilty when we eat something that brings us pleasure. But I, I've said that probably in this conversation already. So that's why I'm bringing this up. Um, we shouldn't ever feel bad about what we eat. You know, like yeah. if there's one thing that we really love and we have it occasionally, like that's great because that is sustainable. That's something you can do for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So I just I wanted to make that point because I don't want you to feel bad about having your vegan grilled cheese. And um, I probably said it earlier too, talking about somebody's guilty pleasure. So 
Well, actually, that was one of the things we wanted to talk about today is like releasing guilt around your body and around food, because there is so much I right now have so much guilt around my body and around food, um, because, you know, I lost a lot of weight and I got really sick and I wasn't moving. And so I put a lot of weight back on and I've been like in this, you know, in this fight with myself about it and just like have this, this guilt sitting on me. And uh, I know that that's something that you preach against. Yeah. And I'm sorry you're experiencing that. I really am. Um, It makes it really hard to make any kind of changes in your life when you are experiencing that guilt. So the first thing I do in I've, The last program that I created, a group program that I just finished up on, it was called Evolve. And it was very heavy into mindset with nutrition and and movement. But the foundation was really mindset, right? Because our beliefs and our thoughts are just going to dictate our actions. So if we believe that we're crappy because we've gained 20 pounds or we're crappy because you know, what's wrong with us? Because why can't we figure this out on our own? Why do I need to join some program? Why can't I know what I need to be doing? Why can't I just do it? Like, that's the big one that I hear all the time from people. What is wrong with me? I know what I'm supposed to do. What, why can't I just get this done? But it's like, when we talk to ourselves that way, like, it's just going to keep spiraling. We're just going to keep making choices that don't align with what we really want. So the first thing I do in that program is um, I have people and some some might find this a little woo woo, but that's fine. I have people write a letter of forgiveness to themselves for why they are beating themselves up. Like, again, the big one is why can't I figure this out? What's wrong with me? Why do I always do this? Like, write that letter, forgive yourself and just create a clean sleep or what we're going to embark on, right? And it, it will come up again, but it feels so good, that release, and just getting to the bottom of why you feel guilty about this in the first place. I've done this with a coach of mine who um, is like a business and mindset coach and writing a letter to money, which I'm sure you have, you know, yeah. a forgiveness or a a letter of forgiveness around money and any kind of financial mistakes you've made in the past. Like it's the same. We've talked, we talked about this before. It's very much the same, the parallel of like, you know, if you're beating yourself up, it's very hard to attract business. It's hard to attract the kind of clients that you want to serve. Maybe you're making money, but you're not serving the people that feel like really aligned with you and your mission. Um, Um, so it's, it's the same thing with the weight loss. You might, um, get some results if you do some really like bad type of diet, if some kind of meal replacement diet or cutting out off like a whole bunch of macronutrients like carbs, for example, or just, you know, just living on protein, like things that you can't do for the rest of your life, but you might have success with that for six weeks or something because, you know, you're losing weight and you're like looking at yourself in the mirror. You're like, yeah, I look amazing. But then eventually like all that restriction just blows up in your face and you just go back to what you were doing before, maybe even worse than before. Right. So binging and things like that. Um, So it's just, I, I just, yeah, they're, the parallel with money um, and just, it's so similar. So I know we can kind of relate with each other in that sense. Yeah. And so I think I just went out on a tangent because I am a little tired at this hour. I'm usually like about to like take my shower and get my book ready. Um, so I'm sorry if I went off there, but yeah. So no. Forgiveness piece is huge. Like that needs to happen before you start doing anything. You can't really expect anything to be sustainable if you're just beating yourself up every time you make a air quote mistake, you know, or you like crap, if that's what you're telling yourself or you didn't go to the gym or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, um, 
So we are coming up on an hour. I want to give you a chance to talk about like the different ways that you work with people and the different things that you have coming up and the free resources that you have available. Yeah, so I don't have my landing page set up yet, of course, but I do have this new guide that I am super excited about. I put so much like thought and effort into this, so I really want you guys to, to get a piece of this. It not only talks about like, anti-inflammatory nutrition and lifestyle with sleep and stress resilience, but it also talks about habit change and why many of us fail when we try to do this because of different mindsets um, and just getting stuck on past failures or, wow. you know, comparing ourselves to others and trying to go at it from this perfection perfectionist mindset. So, um, you know, it, it covers plenty of important traps that you want to stay away from in this guide as well. Um, and so I will have that on my website in the next day or two. But if you look for me on Facebook, Sarah Romulo, um send me a message and i will shoot that guide over to you um yeah. the way i work with clients is i don't have any group programs going at this moment but i do have a one-on-one -on -one program that i'm doing that's really great it's called the 21 day anti-inflammatory accelerator and what we do is um i take an anti-inflammatory template that i've created with these pillars of, of um that i've come up with but i customize it to your life. So basically we have, I have you fill out a three-day journal where we go through like food, mood, um, sleep, and you give me a lot of information about it. Then we have a hour or 75 minute long call where, you know, I go through your journal. We, I ask you a ton of questions. We go through your goals and what you're looking to achieve. And then I put together a plan customized for you and we work together over the next three weeks. So it doesn't mean your whole life is going to change in three weeks. It means you are going to accelerate the process, get things into a really good place so you can keep that going beyond the three weeks. So I'm doing that for individuals and couples. So actually, um, I'll send you that uh, link to that one. It's, it's on my website. It's sarahromulo.com slash accelerator. Um, I'll send you the link as well. Awesome. So if people want to reach out to you, the best ways are on Facebook or through your website or yeah. I actually have a group on Facebook. It's called fit and on fire. Um, I go live in there a few times a week to do trainings. And then I just always put up helpful content in there around nutrition and lifestyle. So definitely jump over into that group, Fit and On Fire. Um, you'll also I'm find <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I've been doing a lot in there, and it's just a great place to hang out and be in a good community of other women who are empowered and trying to, hi, Anna, trying to um, just make some really powerful shifts in their lives. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so, so much for being here, Sarah. I feel like the I could have you on like every other week and still have so much to ask you and, and you have so much wisdom. Thank you. I'm really passionate about this and I just feel like a different person since I've gone through this shift myself and then just helping others just feels really good. So I love chatting about it. So any questions you guys have, just hit me up and I'll be happy to answer whatever that I can. And if I can't answer it, I'll either tell you or, or I'll research it. So. Awesome. And if you are watching this now or on the replay or anywhere else on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, um, I am Galit Speaks on all social media. Um, you could contact me at info at GalitSpeaks.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this video with everyone that you think needs it. And honestly, I feel like everybody needs this one. So if this is the episode that you share with people, let this be the episode you share with people. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Good. Thank you. Bye, Tara. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.